Welcome to a special episode of the Atlantic City Story and the Press Box Podcast. We're kind of combining them this week. Um, I'm sports editor Nicholas Huba. Because of the kind of the Supreme Court ruling um, on sports betting earlier on Monday, we decided to kind of put them together. And joining me today is David Danzis, casino reporter from the Press of Atlantic City. Dave? Thanks How are we doing this morning? I guess we're. I guess everyone's excited. It, it's a big day. It's a big day. Let's start with a couple things. You know, the biggest questions are kind of um, when. Like the Supreme Court rules yesterday, everyone gets all excited because that's what we do. And then now it's kind of a waiting game till we develop the regs. Right. Um, but it doesn't even seem like it's that much of a waiting game. Um, from everything that I've heard and, and even things that I've read, the, the state legislature is going to move very quickly on this. Uh, Senate President Stephen Sweeney and uh, Assembly Speaker Craig Coughlin both came out yesterday, full-throated support for this, as did Governor Murphy. So I don't, for the first time, uh, I may be able to ever say this in public, I don't expect trying to drag their feet on this one. That is that is great news. And there's one other thing, you know, once that happens, there's another set of regulations DGE has to develop, Department of Gaming Enforcement. and. You know, they could have been working on them for months. We don't know this. They have been, they've been really kind of quiet so far through the whole process. Right. I actually reached out to them yesterday, obviously, after the news came out. Um, and, and, they didn't, and they didn't comment. And you wouldn't expect them to at this point because um, they're going to react to whatever happens in Trenton, right? They're not going to sort of take the lead on anything. They're, they're going to they're gonna do what they're told as far as what the statute and the legislation ends up saying. You talk about the legislation. Kind of take me through the legislation a little bit. I think that's probably the key part of it. They introduced one bill, and then they reintroduced it yesterday on the heels of this kind of. Um, what sports are eligible? You know, what are kind of what things are not eligible to be bet on? Yeah. So the assembly uh, proposed a bill before the Supreme Court's decision, which has now officially been introduced, and then immediately following the Supreme Court decision, the state senate introduced similar legislation. Um, both bills pretty much read the same. Um, there will be a tax. Uh, obviously, it's New Jersey, so there's going to be a tax. Um, and there's also uh, the thing that everybody's hanging on is the integrity fee, right? This this is where the leagues kind of get their cut, if you will. Um, and, and this has always sort of been the hang-up that I think a lot of people had on this. And, and maybe what turned around, like NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, who... Uh, has has really been the uh, the lead as far as the sports executives are concerned in, in embracing sports gambling in the United States. You talk about the integrity fee. What are we talking about? You know, I view it kind of as a payoff for the league in a way. You know, um, what are they talking about percentage wise? Any any hard numbers thrown out there yet? Uh, there is a hard number out there, and and uh, I'll be honest with you, I came in here a little unprepared because I don't have it directly in front of me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it, it, it was it was a percentage. Um, I believe it was less than two percent. So we're not talking a whole lot of money. Um, but when you think about the larger scope of how much could end up being wagered on sports betting, uh, it could be a significant amount of money for these leagues. You talk about the integrity fee. You talk about the leagues. They've all kind of like they've kind of shot it down in a way. Like they don't want any real part of it. They want they want their payout to be happy kind of thing. I guess from the the perspective of Atlantic City. You know, we've heard for years and decades, this is a game changer. That's a game changer. Hey, Revel was a game changer at once. We called it as much on the front page of this newspaper one day. Is this a game changer for Atlantic City? I, I think that depends on who you talk to, right? Um, there are some people who are obviously uh, putting all their eggs in the basket that, that this is going to change the landscape of Atlantic City. Um, and then there, there are others who say, slow down a little bit. Let's talk realistically about what the numbers we're, we're saying here. So last year in Las Vegas, sports betting accounted for about 2% of the total casino revenue, uh, the equivalent of about $250 million. 
uh, Atlantic City is a smaller market than Vegas, so we're not talking anywhere near in, in that ballpark. Plus, this opens the gate for 50 other states mm-hmm. to, to legalize sports betting. So Vegas right now has a monopoly on single-game sports wagering. Jersey's not going to capitalize on that for, for very long. They will maybe in the short term, but there's other states that are lining up to do it. So the pot's not going to be that big. Um, I, I hate to be uh, the pin in everybody's balloon, but um, I've said this. I said this before. I said it on the radio yesterday. I, I, I understand it's a, it's a really big day. I get it, and I get the idea nationwide. It's a big day. Sure. Yep. But people in Atlantic City have been talking about this. Talked about yesterday, like it was some like huge. Like game. it was the biggest day since 1978. Yes. Yes. Since the second time they tried to get casino gaming. Um, and I just, to me, it's it's one of these things where you know what, like. Is to is it any better than what online betting is brought to this brought to the casino industry in the state? I think a lot of people might tell you that internet gaming is going to end up being a, a bigger game changer than than sports betting. I, I, that's how my, my opinion is kind of the same as yours. I, I just think at two percent of Vegas, and Vegas has the only has the monopoly on the thing, and that's two hundred fifty million. I'm not saying that's a ton, I'm not saying that's something to sneeze at. Of course right, not. Right. You know, it's a big chunk of change, but I think you have to be kind of careful of what your expectations are. And, and I always think in the city, especially covering that industry for a while, people view things as like the savior. And they, I think a lot of people view this as the savior. And I wonder if they're setting themselves up to fail in a way. Yeah, and and obviously you covered covered the beat before I I jumped on, so you've been hearing these conversations for a while now. So uh, yesterday's enthusiasm probably didn't surprise you at all. No, it did not. And then I was like, okay, let's take a step back and kind of look at it. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. What I am saying is, at two percent of Vegas, what is it going to be in Atlantic City? Right, right. Two percent. Now, do you think they'll in in the first few months? Do you think Atlantic City is going to bring in more than that? Let's say 2% is the baseline, right? Do you think Atlantic City is going to bring in more than 2% in the first few months? I, I do. I think so. And I think there's a couple of reasons why. And I, I think one of them is you You also have, during that time period, theoretically, you'll have two new casino properties opening too. Correct. So you'll have an influx of all of these people. So maybe they, they like take some of those people, they go bet a baseball game, which no one ever does, or put some money down on the NFL season or something like that. I think just from the size of the the market that's going to be there at that time period, I think it might be a perfect storm in a way for them. Maybe right. they do four and a half to five percent, or maybe I'm dead wrong and they do twenty percent. Right? I, I just, I just, I don't see it though. Maybe I'm wrong. And there, there was another interesting wrinkle that just happened this morning before you and I walked into this room, um, and that's that Monmouth Park announced or Monmouth Park Racetrack announced that they're going to start taking bets on Memorial Day. So May twenty eighth, you will be able to go to the racetrack and place a single game wager. Um, now, I think everybody I talked to yesterday said Monmouth Park was going to do this before Atlantic City did. This is really quick, Nick. I mean, that's, we're talking two weeks away. Well, let's let's go through a couple things here. Um, Monmouth Park has always been. You know, the casino industry has been, they've been vocal about it, but on like a like a um, really professional way about right. it. Monmouth Park's been the guy with the, the megaphone yelling. Sure, sure. And, and, and I think that's what's so interesting about it. You know, they, how are they going to open a sports book with no regs? I don't know. I don't know. And I guess it's possible that the state legislature has something ready to go by the 28th. It's possible that they give uh, Monmouth Park a, race tra- uh, the call, a call and say, Slow down a little bit. Why don't you wait a couple of weeks? 
I don't think they're going to be responsive to that phone call. <laughs> but then so, we got to DGE regs too, right? right. Like, like we got to have all this other stuff, and they're just going to like. I don't think the casinos. I think the casinos will will be like, come, hold on, wait, what's going on here? Yeah, and, and it's typical. And I'm Monmouth Park, and the owners of Monmouth Park, they've had the megaphone for years on this. And this could this be another one of their kind of publicity stunt things well you and i uh, talked about this this morning i mean in case people forgot monmouth park actually did start accepting bets for nine days um once the amendment was was signed by governor christie and then they were told to stop by the court uh so that this legal process could play out that we eventually saw the conclusion of yesterday so <laughs> monmouth park's probably been chomping at the bit to, to get back at this so no surprise uh the breaking news this morning that monmouth park racetrack is going to start taking single game wagers and they, on, and on I, May they've done a, you know they've done a really good job teaming up with william hill up there the, mm-hmm. the british gaming syndicate who has a lot of business over there and they've they've got everything literally ready to go right. now my question is this you only get one chance to kind of make a first impression and do you think that the casinos will have these books operational by the time they're allowed to that's that's a hard question to answer to be honest with mm-hmm. you um because i think the casinos uh not just as an industry but as individual properties and, and the parent companies that that operate them are all taking uh not different approaches but you know they're they're not on the same page i, I don't think as far as what the reaction is going to be i think some of them are, are going to jump in both feet I think some of them already have the blueprint because they have properties in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. They know what it looks like. They know what they want. Um, but I think, you know, some of the conversations in the newsroom yesterday, we talked about this. What can Atlantic City do to to distinguish itself from a Vegas sports book if it wants to do that, right? I mean, is that the way that they make this business model work in Atlantic City? Or do they follow the Vegas model because it is successful? Um, I, I don't know that those those questions have been answered by the casino executives and i don't know that they're ready to talk about it just yet but we're, we're certainly going to try to ask them those questions and see what they want to do i think one of the interesting things is with sports betting you have to make it you know you could throw up six tvs get a liquor license throw a bar in there and have some seats it's not hard right and have a couple betting windows and hire some, and get it hooked up with like a william hill or someone like that that's not difficult but is that what they want my con- my thing would be, you know, do you want it just to be a, a sports parlor or do you want it to be an entertainment venue with, that offers sports betting where you draw a crowd of like 15 to 20 guys who are kind of just hanging out, watching the first and second round of the NCAA tournament on that weekend, having a couple drinks, enjoying themselves and placing $5 bets as time goes mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. Is that what they want or do they want just a sports book? I think that's a critical question. That's the question. And when you and I were discussing this yesterday, the first property that popped into my mind was actually Ocean Resort Casino. Mm-hmm. Um, for the simple reason, and again, if people hadn't heard this already, um, they're going to have the world's largest Top Golf swing suit. Yeah. I uh, to me, Top Golf and sports betting. I, I mean, I can't think of a more natural partnership than the, than those two. I think they're they're pri- they're poised to to really capitalize on sports betting if they do it right. Um, but they're not paying me to make those decisions for them, so I don't know what they're going to do. And I just wonder, like, where, where they start to pop up in kind of the timetable. Like, I have a feeling they want everything to be like set in stone, so they can take NFL wagering by the middle of August, mm-hmm. so they can have those like you know you can bet the Eagles at eight to one the repeat or the Giants at fifty to one or five hundred to one, whatever it is. Jeez, There's no love for the Jets, Giants or the Jets. Uh, 
<laughs> but I, I think I think that's kind of the question. Like, when is when does it all kind of come about, and what does it look like? And one of my favorite things about sports betting in England is kind of the in-game prop bets. Mm-hmm. Sure. Have we had any word on if those will be included in this legislation, or is there anything about it? I did not see specific wording uh, to that in the in the legislation that was proposed. But keep in mind, um, even when this this legislation in Trenton was put out there. Um, one of the bill's key sponsors, uh, Assemblyman John Berzicelli, who's also the deputy speaker of the assembly, said, you know, th- this is this is the framework of what this bill is going to look like. It, it, by no means will that be the final legislation that's passed. Um, and specifically, he was talking about the integrity fee itself. He's not such a big fan of that. But to, to answer your question, um, I don't know yet. And I don't think I don't think Trenton knows yet. And, and certainly the casinos don't know if that hasn't been laid out yet. Let's go through a couple things before we wrap up here. Let's do some winners and losers. Everyone loves hot takes on yeah. those things. Um, give me a winner. Chris Christie. Chris Christie is yesterday's big winner. Um, he fought for this. He was the face of this for, for the last four years. Um, he, he, he's the man on top yesterday, and, and he tweeted as much yesterday. It wasn't so much as gloating. Um, as, Shocking. <laughs> as it was just, uh, hey, don't forget about Chris Christie. Chris Christie has never met a victory laugh he doesn't yeah. like. Who was, who was a loser yesterday, Nick? A couple. I think we. I think Vegas is a loser, but not like, not terribly a big loser. Like they lost their monopoly yesterday. They're not crying. They're not crying. Does it really make an impact at the end? I think that's one of the more interesting stories. What does it make to Vegas? Because are you going to now? Are you under the assumption that people fly to Vegas to sports bet, or people go to Vegas for vacation and then sports bet? And I think that's kind of what I want to see if that plays out. I also think one of the big. Kind of the big losers is is the leagues in the NCAA in a way. A little bit. They, they've pushed against this for a long yeah. time, and they've gotten their way. And a change in culture kind of going on in America with, like, gambling and the institution of gambling all across the country, you know, maybe they aren't as powerful as we thought they were. And, you know, and I think that's the big thing. And I also think big win, a big winner yesterday was the cause of states' rights. Oh, yes. I, I don't want to go, like, wonky Supreme Court here. Right, but, right. I, but I think... I think this this ruling clears the way for a lot of other stuff. Like it definitely youth, does euthanasia legislation, that kind of stuff. Like mar- medical marijuana, maybe the court basically said this is a state issue. Right. And now I think that kind of like maybe you'll see that in other things too. That that was the crux of the decision, and, and you know we don't want to get too wonky here on people, but go to POTUS you, blog; they have everything about basic. Right? Basically, you know the 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 PASPA it, it violated the Tenth Amendment, right? So the Supreme Court wasn't saying you know hey you should go out and, and wager on the Eagles tomorrow. The Supreme Court was saying we the federal government doesn't have a place to prohibit the states from doing this. So yeah, it was a big win for states rights yesterday. One other thing for a wrap up, um Congress might get involved now. Is that kind of like Orrin Hatch has talked about it a little bit and uh, what could could they put a kibosh on this? Well, the leagues are are now that's that's their last avenue of recourse at this point, right? I mean, clearly they they lost yesterday. They have eggs on egg on their face a little bit, so they're they're reaching out to Congress to try to do something. Again, I, I think the Supreme Court made it pretty clear yesterday that the states have a right to regulate this as they see fit. Dave, thanks for joining me. All right. Thanks, Nick.